You know, a lot of people, like myself, for example, I find it really hard to pray. And sometimes, just like listening to the music, I sing along with it, and that's like my prayer to God. Yeah, our testimonies are always going to be the most powerful thing. I just hope that encourages you. When we share what God is doing in our lives, we all get to learn and grow together. To sit back and sort of look at it from a bird's eye view. We can be a little better every day. And ultimately just uh, make God proud. That's life. We're singing to one God. That's the SOS community. I love the dialogue. I love the discussion. I love you plugging in with our SOS community. That's what this is all about. Start your day with Scott Harold. Weekday mornings on SOS Radio. Kerry Newhoff's a lawyer, but he felt called to become a pastor, and now he leads one of Canada's largest and most influential churches. It's called Connexus Church. Now, I'm Scott Harold on SOS Radio, and I think Kerry is one of the most dynamic voices in the Christian leadership world, and I think you'll see why in a minute. Good morning, Kerry. Hey, good morning, Scott. Thanks for having me. So we just started this new school year where I live out in Las Vegas. You're in Canada. I know as parents, we put a lot of our plans together. We work to take control of our schedule. And then there's those moments that shape us most tend to be the ones where God comes in that we never saw coming. Absolutely. You couldn't be more accurate in that. Isn't that sort of the story of life? Like, (laughs) it's just like, wow, didn't see that coming. Yeah, it's funny because it's like we plot everything out and we think we have it together as parents. And then we realize... This is where God wants to use us. No, you're totally right. Like, think back to your high school yearbook and what you would have written in it. And I don't think there's a single person listening, parent, otherwise, who would say, you know, hey, by the time I'm 35, I want to be burned out, cynical, jaded, and disconnected from what matters most. (laughs) Like, none of us start out that way, right? (laughs) I know, I know. You never see it coming, do you? You wrote a whole book about that. I don't know about you, but I was a pretty optimistic, idealistic young lawyer in my 20s. By the time I hit my mid to late 30s, I found that I was less optimistic and more cynical, and eventually it led to burnout. And it almost seems to be an epidemic today. And I think the question is, like, how on earth does that happen? We start with all these amazing goals and then we chase those goals and we grind it out and you realize the grind isn't the work. The grind isn't the accomplishment. I mean, innovation isn't just great ideas. Innovation's also putting together the processes to actually get things done. (laughs) No, you're totally right. You're totally right. So, Kerry, at an early age, you started out as a lawyer, but then you felt called to ministry. You joined a church as a student pastor. At that time, I mean, the church had an average weekly attendance of six, and now you're leading a church that's reaching thousands of people every week. That's quite the growth. Yeah, it's been a journey, I'll tell you that. It's amazing what happens when you stay in the same place for 23 years. But, <laughs> you know, the one thing that's been consistent throughout it is I've had to keep reinventing myself as a father, as a husband, as a leader, as a pastor, as a thinker. And it's been quite the journey, you know, and I've stayed in the same place, but I'm not the same person. That's for sure. And I think most people who are listening would say, yeah, you know, I sense that something is changing. I'm not who I was when I was 22 or when you're 22, you're not the same person you were when you were 15. But I think what most of us struggle with, Scott, is like, Am I actually getting better? And the challenge is the gravitational pull is not toward getting better. It's toward somehow getting worse. You know, that maybe we don't have as much hope as we used to. Or, you know, despite our best intentions to keep our family together, but people aren't very connected. Like, you just don't feel that connected to your kids. If you're married, you don't feel as connected to your spouse. 
Or maybe you've been tremendously successful, like very successful at working at home, but somehow it leaves you feeling empty. And I think those are some very common experiences that not enough people are talking about and even fewer fully understand. Thanks for downloading the SOS Radio podcast. Tell a friend and connect. SOSradio.net. We're talking about what it takes to leave a lasting impact in the city we live in on SOS Radio and having a conversation with author and pastor Carrie Newhoff. Carrie, you see the way that people just really invest in longevity in their careers. And a lot of times when we're younger, we feel like, okay, I need to change jobs every couple of years and move up in this world quick. And then there's other people that stay in the same job for 20 plus years and they have much more of a richer community impact. What have you learned there? Well, I've learned that, you know, I've been tempted to leave and we've reinvented what we've done over and over and over again. Original small churches, we eventually sold them, we, the buildings originally, and then amalgamated the three ministries into one as we kept growing. And then we built a new facility and then over a decade ago, we started over again as a non-denominational church. So, I mean, the one constant has been changed. But what's a joy in the midst of it is I'm still working with the same people. Like some of the people who were there on Sunday were there back in 1995 when I started. And that's the real joy. And I think the key is how do you keep yourself in it for the long haul? And I realize that often a way to reinvent yourself in a career is to say, okay, every three to five years, I'm just going to get a new job. But I want you to imagine, I mean, some of your listeners, I understand, are on their second, third marriage, first marriage didn't work out. I get that. But imagine just every time you felt like you needed a change, you found a new life partner. And now it's marriage number eight. I think most people would admit, okay, this is not a good direction to be heading in your life. And the one thing that doesn't change when you change the external circumstances is you don't change who you are on the inside. And you bring everything you are into everything you do and into every new relationship. So I kind of realized, okay, I can stay here in the same place and basically I have to keep changing or what I can do. And I'm not saying, you know, I have lots of friends who've had two or three churches or uh, multiple careers, that kind of thing. But you just have to be very aware that your unresolved issues will follow you. And so the book didn't see it coming is really, you know, whether you're changing jobs or the same job forever, or, you know, your family is kind of with you forever. Once you have kids, you're a parent for life, regardless of your family situation, is how do you do the personal growth that's required to make sure that when you're 50, you're more optimistic, excited, joy-filled, closer in your human relationships than you were when you were 30. Like, how do you make sure that when you're 70 and nearing maybe the end of your journey, uh, that you were more alive than you were when you were 20? And that's a question a lot of people don't know how to answer. We're talking about how we address life when we didn't see it coming with author and pastor Kerry Newhoff on SOS Radio. We're talking about his new book. And I mean, such fast growth in your life can definitely serve as a double-edged sword. You know, you were going nonstop when you planted your church and working and growing this church that you experienced some serious burnout. And none of us think it's going to happen to us. We all think like, I can manage that. That's for other people. That's for the weak-minded or it's an emotional challenge. No, burnout's real and it's serious. Scott, I'll tell you, that's how I spent my 30s. You just described my 30s. You know, I was a pastor, but I sent other people to counseling. I didn't go to counseling. And everybody told me I was going to burn out, right? And I'm like, no, 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 I'm driven. I'm not that weak. You read my mail. 
And then, of course, nobody thinks they're going to burn out until they do. And I hit a wall in the summer of 2006 that just about did me in. And I mean, this can happen to anybody. You don't have to have the top job in an organization. I mean, your job can be to look after kids and you can be burned out. Your job can be, you know, you're the lowest person on the hierarchy at work and you're burning out. It's a very, very real issue. So my challenge was I hit the wall. By the grace of God, I came back. But I got to tell you, it is a tough journey. One of the things I, I wonder about, and this is not like a clinical diagnosis, but I think there's a lot of people walking around who aren't fully burned out. Like they're still getting out of bed. They're going to work. They're doing their job. They're doing whatever God's required of them. But they haven't got any joy anymore. And their heart doesn't work properly anymore. And when they're supposed to be happy, they don't feel happy. When they're supposed to be sad, when there's bad news, they don't feel sad. I call that the term I use in the book is like low-grade burnout. And I think there's a ton of low-grade burnout happening. You remember that old movie with Jack Nicholson? The question was, is this as good as it gets? <laughs> and I think there are so many people out there going, really? Is this as good as it gets? And even Christians, you know, you're like, okay, I'm reading about the joy. I'm not feeling the joy. I'm reading about what this is supposed to be like. It's not like that at all in my life. It doesn't feel that way. And so what I try to do in the book, Scott, is I try to address exactly how you can see burnout coming. But then if you're there, or if you've got low-grade burnout, like what can you do to reverse the curse? What can you do to make sure that your presence doesn't become the future? Because what I've found in the 12 years since I burned out is I'm more alive today than I was 20 years ago. I have more joy in my life now than I did even in the years, you know, when I was maybe going a little bit faster. Ironically, you know what's really weird? Is I work less hours, but I get about 10 times the amount done on the other side of my burnout. And it's so weird and paradoxical until you live it, you don't really understand it. Mostly why I wrote the book, I just want people to know there's hope. There's actual hope, but better than that, there's a strategy so that you can find hope in your life. There's actual things you can do that make it better. Downloading. Downloading. Audio. Non-stop. Thanks for downloading the SOS Radio Podcast. We're talking to Carrie Newhoff on SOS Radio today, and a few minutes ago you were just talking about not having any joy anymore when you get to that burnout spot. But, Carrie, how do we discern the difference between the emotion of happiness, that sometimes we feel like that's what we're chasing, where there's actually an anchor of what joy actually is, and that's not an emotion. You know, it's funny. That's my last section in the book. It's a section on emptiness. And here's what I've discovered, that even after I've burned out, there are days, like my life has become much bigger than I ever thought it would, and the things I get to do are just crazy. But anybody who's successful has found this, that sometimes, you know, maybe you get the raise that you never dreamed you would get, or you get the opportunity that you never thought would come your way. Have you ever felt this way, Scott? You get yeah. to the other side and you're like, I'm grateful, but I don't feel full. I kind of feel empty. And like, what is that? And you're like, okay, I'm not burned out anymore. Like other people look at my life and go, man, you have it good. And you almost feel guilty because you're like, where, why am I so hollow? Why am I so empty? And of course, surprise, surprise, scripture talks all about that, right? And so I do a deep dive into Ecclesiastes and talk about Solomon's observation that everything is meaningless. And you know what I've realized? On those days, to get back to your question about where does the joy come from, on those days where I feel empty, I realize, uh-oh, there's two kingdoms at work in your life, Carrie. 
there's the kingdom of you. And the kingdom of me, it's all about me. It's about my happiness, my joy, what I want, my will. But there's a better kingdom and a bigger kingdom out there, and that's the kingdom of God. And on the days where I feel empty, or the days where I don't feel joy, if I'm really honest with myself, that day was about the kingdom of me. And on the days where I feel more joy and I feel a deep sense of satisfaction and gratitude, probably on that day, it was more about the kingdom of God than it was about me. And so what I try to do and didn't see it coming is I take people through that journey where they can see what are my motives really? Like, is this really about me at the end of the day or is this about God? And I think for the driven people, they're always scared to take that journey, Scott, because they're like, oh, well, if I give up some of my habits here, God's going to take all the good things away. Actually, he may give you more. And even if he doesn't, you'll discover that there is a joy that comes from giving your life away. There is a joy that comes from really in a very practical everyday sense, dying to yourself and rising to something greater. And to me, that's when the joy comes. I don't get it right every day, but on the days I get it right, that's what I think is going on. We're talking about building into God's kingdom versus just building into our own this morning on SWS Radio. and We're talking to author and pastor Kerry Newhoff. A lot of times I think we just dig into things that we believe we're doing for God, but in reality we're not really kingdom building, we're actually empire building. So too often we get caught up in the numbers games, but it should be more about the hearts and the souls and the richness that goes along with that. I think so much of it, Kerry, comes back to the parable of the talents. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that's a really good principle, um, the kingdom of the talents, because we look at it and say, well, maybe I'll be happy if I get five talents one day. You know, I've only got one or I've got two. And when we were writing the book, when we were sort of thinking about it, you know, who's the audience for this book? I remember telling my publisher, hey, I think it's church leaders. And then they looked at the manuscript and said, no, 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 it's not church leaders. And we started to really debate it. And you know what it is? And I think this gets right back to the single talent versus five talent. Because it's easy to say, oh, you know, these issues only impact people who are at the top of their game. Guess what? They're life issues. They hit all of us. And that's why I wrote the book for anybody who wants to get better. Like anybody, is this book for everybody? No, it's not for everybody. But who's it for? It's for anybody who says, you know what, I think there's more out there. I think there's more in being a mom than I'm discovering. I think there's more in being a dad or a husband or a neighbor or a friend. Like anybody who's interested in getting better, that's who I wrote the book for. And I probably alienated a lot of people because it's definitely a Christian book. But I tried to create the kind of book that you could hand to your unchurched friend. So there's probably not enough Bible for some Christians and too much for most non-Christians. So I think I hit the mark. You're clear to go. Thanks for downloading the SOS Radio podcast. If you enjoy the discussion, give it a five-star rating in your app store. The way the technology works, your ratings really help spread the word.